This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hey, 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 welcome back to RM Podcast FL. This is your favorite podcaster, Romina. Hope everybody's having a tremendous and a fabulous day so far. <laughs> well, just like I promised on the Tuesday's interview, you guys, today's interview is with Trey Carmichael. We have an extra episode on the first week of every month. So here we go. Um, today's episode, you guys, is to give Trey the spotlight that the podcast um, is even started for. So let me, I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but let me explain myself. The reason why I even started this podcast, and I've gotten this question so many times, is why did you start a podcast, Romina? What pushed you? So the bottom line, why I started it is because I was an autopilot. I was lost on my career. I didn't know what the heck to do. I didn't know what next move to do. So I wanted to reach out to professionals and see how they've overcome their obstacles. But throughout the journey, I also wanted to meet people that went through hard time and overcame a big obstacle and they're doing much better. And I've met so many wonderful people through this journey. And Trey Carmichael is without a doubt one of them. And let me tell you why. Because when I first connected with Trey, we connected through spottedguest.com, um, through one of their uh, sites. But he told me from the very beginning his life story. And I was like, I have to bring you to the podcast. He was sharing with me that he was an addict at one point, And the doctors diagnosed him with multiple issues. And he just refused that. He, it, it kind of got into him for a minute. But he refused to let that be his life definition. And then he shared that his very good friend... Um, actually re helped him out just, just took literally just took one person to change his whole life to have a big ripple effect Trey shares with us you guys how he has used his past to motivate him for the future he is doing amazing things and this the kid is only 21 years old guys like I don't know what age you are but when I was 21 I was probably not where Trey is right now I didn't have as much life lessons I would say um, so this episode, it's definitely for the person that thinks has it the hardest out there. And let me tell you, that's BS because there's a lot of people that have it harder. So if Trey Carmichael can do it, let me tell you guys, you can do it too. So let's dive right into the interview and I hope you guys enjoy. So thank you so much guys for tuning in and investing your time towards RM Podcast FL. Uh, today's guest speaker is Trey Carmichael. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part of RM Podcast FL. And I'll pass on the mic to you if you want to tell us a little bit about Young to today so audience can better know you as well. I'm a crazy, passionate life changer that gives everyone and anyone the space they need to grow. Uh, I've been able to create a lot of really incredible opportunities for myself over the last year or so pretty much only from social media and I live in the middle of nowhere I work with some some of the most incredible people I've ever met and now I just kind of try to reach out and give other people access to that information perfect and how has your life changed within the past few years oh well it's honestly it's been incredibly drastic like I'll be I'll be honest with you a couple of years ago I was I was addicted to drugs I was dealing drugs I 
was suicidal. I really never thought I was going to get out. I, I was scared to leave my house most of the time. And I never thought I was going to get out of that life. And shortly after I managed to get out of that lifestyle, I got diagnosed with uh, disassociative bipolar schizophrenia, which was fun. I had, they, they told me I had PTSD as well. And then at that point, I had to start figuring it out. So I started reading books and getting involved with mentors, getting involved with programs and learning everything I could about spirituality, the way the mind works, the way people work. And then eventually I got obsessed with business and I met some incredible people. I built a network that can solve almost any business problem. And I, <laughs> I'm in a completely different situation than I was. And I got that I got that diagnosis a little over a year ago last July. And now I have now I'm launching my brand, a CBD business, helping build an agency and just helping people every single day. How was um how was that for you? Like what did you feel whenever you got diagnosed with that? How was that experience? It was I don't really know how to explain it exactly. It was kind of terrifying because as far as like I had known I had known people who had been diagnosed with those things in the past and they were they were always people who would put themselves into crazy dangerous situations all the time and I immediately just started thinking of those situations that those people would put themselves in and it was just because of those di like usually just because of those diagnoses they would convince themselves it was so bad that it would get worse once they'd get the diagnosis. So I was scared that I was going to do the, th the same thing. And it kind of just, everything hit me at once. And I was like, wow, I need to figure out what I'm going to do now, or I'm not going to be okay. Would you say that's the biggest misconception when you get diagnosed with schizophrenia with PTSD? A lot of people think it's a, a lot of people think when you get diagnosed with something that it defines you and there is no, like, I, I think that is a big misconception. If you have these things, like most people don't even know I have something until I, unless, until I get to know them well enough that I'm honest with them about it. And I say, Hey, this is something I deal with. Like, that's just something I deal with. Cause I try to be a, I try to be kind of a mental health advocate and all that now too. I see. What, um, if you don't mind me asking, what age were you when you started your addiction? Uh, I'm not sure exactly how old I was, but I started experimenting with drugs in like eighth grade. Uh, uh, the, the drugs turned into a daily thing sometime towards the end of freshman year. It might have been that summer before freshman or sophomore year and when I was in high school. Would you say that was just the wrong crowd or? It was, it was a mixture of a lot of things. I went to, I went to a school where I was getting bullied. I didn't really fit in with anybody. I was the, I was the bigger kid. I was over 200 pounds before, like by the time I was in sixth, seventh grade. And so I was always the bigger kid. I got picked on uh eventually like i started seeing shadows hearing voices all the stuff that came with the schizophrenia and stuff like that and like i, I started getting anxious depressed 
And so when people started offering me drugs, which I started getting the offers once I plugged into the wrong crowd, but I said yes, because I was already uncomfortable because of the way that my mentality was. What, what triggered you to change your mentality though? Because I don't know exactly how you feel or like what exactly you have to go through to change your life path. But what, when was that change for you? Uh, one of my best friends, uh, Kyler Gifford, he is a real estate agent that I've known since we were in high school together. Uh, he came to me and he told me that he saw all this potential in me, that he thought I could do more, that he knew I had the skills to be able to do it. He knew I was smart enough. And then I started helping, helping him with some of his open houses and it it just expanded from there. At that point, I started learning about the marketing. I started realizing I needed to get better if I was going to do those things. And it was really just the one person like accepting me in that moment, even though I was in the worst place of my life. So it just somebody reaching out and asking how you know how you are and being there for you. That's what changed everything just takes one person. That's amazing though. Just one person to literally change your life path. It takes one person to create a giant ripple. And that's one of the biggest things I talk about with people is because, is because Kyler was able to impact me in that way. Now I have a certain obligation to, uh, to impact as many people as I possibly can who are like me, who are in those situations where they can't, where they think they can't change their lives. Like, I want to be the, the example for those people and show them they can. I want to bring other stories up and showcase other underdog stories and show these people you can do those things. And I want them to know it's possible. Is there somebody that comes to mind that you have helped improve their life? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of people that come up, but one in particular is a... Uh, you can look him up on Instagram. It's Tech Ninjas. It's, it was just glitch on YouTube. His name's Daniel. He's a 14-year-old kid that lives in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And he, he came to me and started asking me questions about YouTube and getting people to watch his YouTube channel. And I said, hey, Daniel, like, why don't you start an Instagram? I started giving him life advice and I started helping him with his, with his Instagram. And he was able to go from 83 followers to now he's got over 12,000 followers. He's fixing to start selling shout outs and doing affiliate marketing so that he can help his family get into a new situation. That's the, that's one of the big ones that comes up. That's pretty awesome. And you have a reach worldwide worldwide is not just within United it's, States. It's all over the place. It's kind of crazy, honestly. So you say you're, you're from a small town. Yep. I live in Wimberley, Texas. Uh, it's about an hour from Austin. I've got to drive. I've got to drive 10 minutes just to get to Wimberley, which is the small town. I've got to drive about an hour to get to anywhere with like a Walmart or anything. So yeah, that is a very small town. How, how is somebody from a very small town having such a big influence worldwide? Like, how do you do it? Social media. Uh, initially I was, I was growing my influence on Instagram. 
I quit doing Instagram as much because it literally, you have to engage with people every single day, a whole bunch of people every day, or you have to give them money. And I, so I started focusing on Facebook and with the Facebook group and my profile and engaging in other Facebook communities. And the biggest thing that I did was I just optimized my profile so that when people land on my page, they see me as an expert. They end up sending me a friend request because they want to see if I'm a real person. And then I send out a voice message that just says, hey, happy to connect with you. What made you reach out? And then the majority of the time they added me because they had my profile sparked interest. And then from there, I can add them to my Facebook groups. I can send them some of our content. I can do whatever I need to do. But social media gives us the ability to tap into infinite communities and to connect with an infinite number of people pretty much. So you did mention that you sent a voice message first. Have you found that being a lot more efficient compared to just an auto message? Uh, yes, I used to send I used to send just a text message to those people. I'd send them just a message on Messenger. I'd type it up real quick. I'd say the exact same thing, and I'd get a decent response rate out of it. And then it got to the point where I was getting 50 to 100 friend requests on a daily basis, and I was like, okay, there's got to be a more efficient way to do this. And then so I started just sending a voice message to people. And not only was I able to get through that list of friend requests faster, but mm -hmm. my response rate actually increased significantly. People would respond to me saying, saying, oh my gosh, thank you for such a warm welcome. Like I never get messages like this. When, when did you start doing that? How long ago? Uh, that, was, that, that was actually about a month ago that I, that I made that change. Nice. So what is your main goal with your, uh, with your close Facebook friends, like close, uh, close Facebook groups? What's your main goal? Do you just try to help, uh, help others help each other, spread positive energy, or build a marketing? Really all of the above is what it comes down to. My Facebook community is my way of giving back to the community, giving people access to as much information as I possibly can. But also, of course, I have programs that I offer that are like, that are higher level that where I can bring people on with my mentors and people can work with me, whatever they need. And that, and that is kind of a list building strategy at the same time. So Trey, let me, let me ask you this. If money was not an issue, if you had all the budget in the world, you'd never have to work a day on your life again. What kind of career or what would be your day-to-day -day base at like day-to-day -day life? I would mentor people on starting businesses and speak and that would be all I would do. You're really passionate about it, huh? I am really passionate about helping people get to the next level on it. And really it doesn't have to be just business. Like I, I have people in my hometown now that I am helping, that I'm actively helping them get off of drugs. I have, I have a weekly call with them every week. They pay me no money. And I talk to them about where they're at and like share my experiences and, and the experiences of other people I've helped get out of that world with them. And that, Show, not only shows them that it's possible, but it gives them that voice, that person to listen. And I accept them in that time when no, they are not at their, they're not at their best, but they're at that point where they are 
where they're finally moving forward and they're at that point where they have infinite potential again. So how, how does the conversation goes? Because I'm sure it's a very critical conversation and kind of like you have to tip it all around it. So you, you want to make sure you don't say the wrong thing and, you know, fresh the situation. How does such a conversation go? If I am, for example, one of those individuals. Honestly, I'm kind of, I don't really, I don't know how to put this without it sounding brutal, but I have to be a little brutal to protect myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm very, I'm very blunt with people. Like I'll, I'll just tell, like, I'll tell these people, like, even if I love them, I'll be like, Hey, like I left this world already. Like I can't have you bringing this world back to me. If I can help you bring you out of this world, I want to, but if I can't, I need to move forward. And the majority of the people that I say that to, nobody wants to be in that world. They just don't think there's a way out. And whenever I, sh whenever I say I've gotten out of that world, it's, it gets them start, they start thinking about it. And they're, and they're like, if, and, they're, and they start thinking if he can do it, maybe I can. And then we start talking more. And I tell them about some of the other people I've talked to and worked with and known and grown up around who have made it out of that world. And I start, start sharing some of the tools with them. And I may not get to them that day. I may, not hear, I may not hear from them for a month after that conversation. But most of them end up calling me and asking me for help. So you are very straightforward when it comes to that conversation because it's very critical and you from the very beginning show your goals and you know like i'm gonna help you only if you need if you want to get help out if when somebody is on drugs when somebody is addicted to drugs and stuck in a lifestyle they can't change until they want to so i can't force it on them all i can do is tell them what i can do show them what's possible and extend the hand at that point it's their choice and i've done all i can because if i if i try to force it it's going to be a nightmare for everybody involved and it'll only push them away i see I, I like i said i never had that conversation before but i always wonder like what would be the reactions have you ever got somebody to just up and leave for example i've had people get mad i've had people get i've had people leave i've had people try to fight me i've had people not talk to me for a month but when it comes down to it when they come down they realize that i'm looking out for myself and them you're also looking out to help them out yeah i don't approach it as just i can't be around you if you're like that i make that clear that i can't invite that back into my life mm -hmm. but i also say if you want to change like I will do everything in my power to help you change because that's one of the things that is one of my intentions in life is to be the example and to help people who are like, who are like me and who are where I was. I think, I think that's a, such a great thing that you're doing though, because not only you got away from that world, but also you're doing such amazing things, which we'll jump into um, exactly what your next project is. But I think it's amazing because it comes from a selfless point because at the end of the day, you're seeing potential in them that they're not even seeing themselves. So that's a very nice thing. And I want to say thank you on their behalf for just helping out. I really appreciate that. And that's really what makes it worth it. I'm actually, uh, I'm wearing some beads around my neck 
I need to, I need to write an article about this or something. But uh, when I when I came back to my hometown for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, a while back, I met up with an old friend that I never thought I would meet up with again. He was finally trying to. He had just got out of rehab. He wanted to be a drug counselor, but he literally didn't think he was good enough. And I sat down down with him and I said, dude, you're literally exactly where I was a year and a few months ago. Exactly. Like you, I felt exactly the same way you're feeling. And I was just vulnerable with him. And I was like, man, it's going to hurt. Like this whole process is going to hurt. But if you keep doing it, you're going to have the story that's going to be able to inspire those people that you're going to be able to counsel and that you're going to be able to help. And he, uh, the next time I saw him, he gave me these beads mm-hmm. and I was, them, and I kept thinking, wow, there's some energy in these beads. Like what's up with this? And I messaged him the next day and I, and I told him that I was like, man, I've been wearing these beads and I, I don't really want to take them off. Like what's up with these beads? Where'd they come from? And he explained to me that he made them when he was at the worst point in his life to represent the last bit of the faith he had. Oh, Wow. So that's kind of uh, like, that's just where I know I'm reaching people. That's amazing. I'm, I'm, and I know you're doing it to help somebody else, but like it gives you such a bigger gratitude at the end of the day, which it, just, it feels amazing to like do something for somebody else with no return, like with no Absolutely. expectations for yourself. Absolutely. I'm grateful for every single day just because of the people I'm able to impact at this point. Um, Trey, what are you most excited about next? Can you tell us about your future upcoming project? Uh, I'm fixing to, uh, we're fixing to start a family business. We're going to be selling CBD to the local, to all the local shops and on and through e-commerce shops. But the one I'm really passionate about is the virtually is the virtually limitless program. I'm going to be interviewing 20 to 24 people with underdog stories like myself and have them tell their story. And then after they tell their story, have them talk about how they'd start over today if they had to start over and then have them talk a little bit about mindset. And then I'm going to package those interviews with a basic mindset module, a, a module on how to start a personal brand, like all the social media tricks, how to start your podcast, how to do some eBooks, how to do all that, all that fun stuff. And then there's going to be another one just on how to start a business. And I'm going to have all the, a bunch of different experts I know come in and break down the finances, teach people, teach people the basic sales skills, the basic lead generation skills, and literally give people exactly what they need to start a business get it going and also show them those stories so they know it's possible. And I'm, and I'm going to package that all together and I'm just going to put it out there for free. That's a lot of amazing information to put it out there. Cause I feel like people will definitely need to hear it. And I like the idea that you say you're going to bring up people to also break the finances and teach sales. Sales is absolutely very important for a company and people sometimes get scared whenever they think about sales, but at the end of the day, that's how you generate profit. So it's very important to, especially if you want to run your own business or even be an executive to a high uh, corporate, uh, you have to be good at sales. You have to know sales. Absolutely. 
sales and marketing both they're the lifeblood of a business if you don't have sales and marketing you don't have a business but also as long as you know sales you will always be okay because we live in a world where the technology advances jobs that were available 10 15 years ago are not available now or even jobs that we have now are not going to be available uh in the future but those two are going to be two things that are always going to be available out there in one way or another and Trey, my very last question, um, it would be, what is your definition of success? Just, just impacting people, building that, that ripple I talked about, like that ripple is my definition of success. If I can reach one person that then goes on to reach more people, I succeeded. So that, and that's completely selfless. So your definition of success comes from a selfless point, but somehow brings you a, set, a selfish satisfaction. Yeah. And I've, when it comes down to it, like I've, I've just started on my journey. I'm only just getting to the points where I'm, where I'm getting to where I want to be at. But my focus is the way that I can impact people. I'm already impacting people on a daily basis. I've got people in my group who literally tag me beside the people that I used to look up to as my heroes because I've made that big of an impact on their lives. That's, I've already succeeded. That's awesome. And that's only like a year, year and a half. And I'm really looking forward to see what's, what's going to be down five to 10 years from now. Cause I'm sure it's going to be a lot more uh, accomplishments that you're going to reach and a lot more people that you're going to kind of help and influence in your life. Absolutely. I'm about a year and a half into my journey and I'm 21 years old and I'm not stopping until I can't walk anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, you are very young. You absolutely have a lot in front of you. Well, Trey, it was definitely a pleasure having you on RM Podcast FL. Is there anything in particular you would like to add? Maybe a question that I didn't ask you or something else that you'd like to add to the audience? Don't give up on things. <laughs> For the first, for the majority of last year, I felt like I was beating on a wall and it got to the point where like probably four or five months ago, I was thinking about getting a job again and I, I was ready to, I was ready to say, man, I'm ready to get a job. And then, and then all of a sudden I kept chipping away at it. And then all of a sudden everything I wanted literally all at once fell into my lap everything i wanted and more so don't stop what you're doing like just just don't and then another thing like once you get once you get to where you want to be understand every single day and every single thing is not going to be this sexy entrepreneur dream that people sell i got to make 100 phone calls a day sometimes <laughs> that's about it like those are the two things that i wish i had understood so you have to yeah. do the grind work because, I, yeah, I feel like being an entrepreneur nowadays is just a trendy and a cool thing to do, but not a lot of people actually understand the, the hard work behind it and all the grind and the late hours. Yeah, and I mean, let's put it this way. Even just putting a podcast together, you've got to put the intro and the outro together. Every, you've got to schedule the interviews, and then you have to... And then you have, and then after that, you have to edit it, edit it all. If you want to have that content anywhere else, you got to do that. If you want to put that content on a blog, you got to have it transcribed. Even just doing a podcast and doing your content side of things 
it's really not sexy and it takes a good bit of time. It does. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can fully agree with that. It does take a moment, especially if you want to do research on the guests and have that pro, you know, prior conversation. So it's not just questions and you and the guests are strangers. Like we had a conversation a while back, try to get to know each other better and see how we can better exchange knowledge and help each other, which, yeah, it is a lot of work. But um, unfortunately, sometimes I feel like the new generation feels like it's just a trendy thing. And I hope everybody gets to enjoy one business or another or the entrepreneurship spirit the true spirit of it so this way they can better appreciate every every time they reach their goals also because it's a lot of grind work that goes behind it just love every love every bit of it you're building your dream well trey i definitely want to thank you so much for being a part of rm podcast fl i will attach all your information so if and all my you listeners out there do want to reach out to Trey and be a part of his Facebook community, absolutely advise you to do so. He posts regularly. He posts amazing things. Just a couple of hours ago, actually, he posted a question to when was the last time you did something um, to help somebody else without return. So I, I remember I commented on it. But just questions that would trigger your thinking are questions to motivate each other. So I'll attach all that information below. And Trey, thank you so much for being a part of RM Podcast FL. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.